You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Good morning all and welcome to another Sunday Q&A. Uh, right, firstly, um, kind of an apology. I, I owe a couple of people a couple of videos. I'm kind of falling behind and also I wrote down the videos I was supposed to do and then put them on a bit of paper and then put the bit of paper in a bin. So what I think I'm now going to have to do is go through last week's Sunday Q&A. I've got to watch it to find out what videos I promised people um, and then do them, uh, which means I'm going to have to sit and watch myself for 20 minutes or 25 minutes, however long it was, which sounds like some kind of alternative hell, but it's got to be done. So anyway, today, oh, also, I'm probably going to end up doing more videos because I'm falling behind. The Sunday Q&A is getting longer. If I do more videos, you guys will get the questions answered quicker. The Sunday Q&A might not be quite so long, and um, I, I won't lose them. So if they do start pinging up a bit much, you, you know, you don't have to watch them. <laughs> but there you go. I'm just kind of getting, I'm getting full. I always thought I'd run out of things to talk about. Actually, the, the opposite is true. I'm falling behind on things that I'd, I'd, I think people need to know about. So, right, okay, let's go. Right, today... This was this actually got some good ones this week uh, on what if the shipper doesn't get the paperwork <clears throat> right so Paul Ed Paul Ed Devon says um, there should be a posting fee for if you want to send out paper PODs now this is tricky because from a driver's point of view posting the PODs is a noise from a shipper's point of view it's kind of a lot of the time a necessity the problem is it depends it's not even the shipper's fault by the way it kind of depends on the shipper's customer. So if you got, and, and I keep saying, and it's going to come up a lot today, end user customers are the way forward. But if you're, if you say, for example, a guy comes into you and he says, right, I need you to do a regular job for me. You've got these vans going out all the time. Lovely. And I so said, what I need off you is I need you to get the stuff, deliver the stuff. And when you've got the stuff, I need you to send me through a receipt. And you're not going to say, no, I don't want the job because we don't send through receipts. So then you require a piece of paper. The shipper requires a piece of paper, which means you have to get the bit of paper. If you don't send it to him, he can't send it to him to his customer. His customer said, I didn't get the receipt. I'm not paying for that job. It is frustrating. Uh, but, and then you say, well, are we going to put the price in with the job? So, but then this place is an auction anyway. So you tell me, I'm going to quote £80 for that job. And the guy says, oh, we need the original paperwork. And you go, okay, well, in that case, I'm going to quote you 85 He's going to go, well, in that case, I've got three bids at 80 I'm going to give it to someone else. In which case you go, oh, okay, I'll do it for 80 and put a second glass stamp on it. It is what it is. The one thing I will say is while the lockdown's been going on, we haven't been posting out PODs unless on request. We've got them all there. And if at one stage one of the shippers turns around and says, you know, I haven't received your POD, I can't pay you, that's fine. We'll go through the paperwork and we'll send the relevant PODs. But because of the cross-contamination and the COVID-19, and we've actually tried to, like, um, you know, try to do the right thing, we haven't been doing it. 
uh, with that in mind, I wonder how many other people haven't been doing it. I wonder, I wonder how things, a lot of people, how things are going to change. A lot of stuff, in the, deliveries have gone through the roof. Theopathetus was on the radio saying he reckons he's put retail trade on, on the high street back five years. Everything going online, going for deliveries, which is good news for us because we deliver. Um, I also wonder how many people are going to turn around and say we no longer require paper PODs because uh, we're now doing the scan version and uh, the, we're emailing all the PODs over and it's been fine. I don't know. As um, Stephen Boyce's email it, it's the, tw- it's, tw- it's the 21st century. We live in 2020. You know, we're probably not far away from... We've got electric cars and flying cars and we're still sending bits of paper. But frustratingly, as it stands we'd have to still send in paper PODs and I'm sure when things get back to normal, things will go back to normal because everybody just reverts their default position. Something you learn in life. I'm going to change. I'm going to get slimmer. I'm going to go for a jog every morning. Yeah, right. Um, so Danny Boy says, scan. Yeah, if you get, do the scan thing, the best thing to do, like I says in the video, scan it and then keep the paper copy and then send the paper copy with the invoice. But at the moment, like I say, with the COVID-19 thing, Maybe not. Danny, you guys. Um, Steve MP, MBW posts all his second class. Yeah, that's, I mean, I used to post mine first and then I post mine second. It saves quite a lot of money. We'll come up to some guy at the end, actually. Bless him. Um, Bob Keane. Ah, oh, right. Inter- yeah, interesting things. Right. Now, Bob Keane says um, his uncle used to work at the PR post office for 40 years. And he said the only reason that envelopes go missing is because the boys in the sorting office think there might be a tenner in it. Far be it for me to besmudge or besmudge, whatever the word is, the um, our, our fellow employees in the Royal Mail. But he says what to do is put it in a window envelope. So that, and that's what I used to do because I got so, I was so sick of writing envelopes in the end when I used to do my own ones. Like put it in a window envelope because the way it prints off on the CX is uh, you've got the, the thing in the box, so you fold it the right way, tuck it in a window envelope so they can see the address. And also, if you do it right, it says invoice two which means the boys in the sorting office will know it's an invoice, which means they'll know there's no money in it, which means it ain't going to disappear. And he turns around and he also says, if someone turns around and says, well, we didn't get the invoice, they're lying. <laughs> so, once again, <laughs> don't know about that one. Um, Johnny B. Good also comes up with a good idea. He says, get a triplicate POD book. Now, mine's a duplicate, but I can, means I can send off the original POD, but I've still got the duplicate PODs, which means if they then turn around and go, we need... Um, an original POD I can go okay well I've got the book still so I'll send you the my copy of the POD which is kind of still an original because you know they're signed on it and it's gone through it means you get the white one and if they so I've sent the white one I'll send you the yellow one and this one I'm going to send recorded so that way don't tell me you don't get it the frustrating thing is, if this is for, say, for a Mickey Mouse job, say for it's something you did for just moving a box around the corner, you've got 30 quid. By the time you take into account your time, your effort, your special delivery, it's not even worth doing. But I suppose it depends if it's an expensive job, well, I do it. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then Gareth Vickers goes on, bless him. He said he's been doing his first class. He said, and then I went in to get something like 50, you know, was it 30, 35 classes? I can't remember how it was. I think, and, and the guy says, 70 quid, please. He's like, I thought they were still 35p. No, <laughs> but <coughs> excuse me. But there is a, there is a cheaper way of doing it, um, and the thing is to get a Frankie machine. And not only is it cheaper, it's also fun. Ka-ching. Ka-ching. Which is kind of fun. Ka-ching. I used to work in an office for a year. Ka-ching. I used to hate it. 
absolutely hate it. I'm, I'm not upset for having him, but I did quite enjoy franking things. Um, and um, I'm probably going to do a a video on this. I'm going to have a word with Jim, find out who we use. Tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to find out who we use, and then I'm going to contact them, and then I'm going to say, I will try and put people your way if you give me a kickback. I make no bones about this. I'm trying to get some money out of the channel. You know. um, and if it works, I'll do a video, and if they don't, I'll do it anyway, because I'm sad. Right, that's on the paper PODs. Argos. Uh, Argos has, alas, now finished. It's a bit of a double-edged sword. Um, in the fact that it was handy and I knew where I was going and there was money. But then I do think, I mean, things seem to be springing back to normal. I got a job, um, I've got a job lined up on Tuesday morning, four drops out of Milton Keynes, picking up at six o'clock, well, half six in the morning, um, Luton, Hatfield, couple in London, pays 120 quid. Um, and it's a regular job, and I, I'm sure that I wasn't the cheapest, but it's a guy I know, and he knows that I'm going to do the job, and he knows he can trust me, and he knows I know what I'm doing, and also it's, um, I've got the app, it's one of those, you have the app on your phone type things. And I haven't seen them jobs ping up for ages. So my, what I'm really waiting for is I'm waiting for my end user customers to reopen, because that, that is, once again, the way forward. If you want to get the money, the CX is a backload platform. It's designed for the money that you get for going home. It's not designed for the first job. Because you, your real trick is to get end-use customers, and they're like hen's teeth. They're very, very difficult to get hold of, but that is the way forward. But I'm hoping they're going to spring up soon. In the meantime, I'm back on the CX. Argos is no more. Anonymous sounds, Anonymous says, he says you can't beat regular work, which is fair enough, because at least you know what you're getting and where you stand. And he says he was on, like, trickiest route. Um, and he said, but I now know it like the back of my hand. And I don't know if he said they've given him extra drops or they've given him extra money. I couldn't quite work out which one was which. I know, he, I know he's got extra drops. I know he's got extra dough for it. But um, he says he's fine with it. So, and it is horses for courses, really. It's whatever suits you guys best. Um, Bob King says, who's <laughs> welling up watching the video. <laughs> I was a little bit. When she turned around and she said, we're, we're gutted, we're really going to miss you. I was like, oh... Really nice thing to say, but anyway, I'm back on my own now. So, uh, Mike, Dor Mike Saunders said you still didn't use Dorset Explorer. I didn't need to. I, I mean, I, I did think about it, but I just I thought if I was on it for a long time, I probably would have gone. But you guys, if anyone's out there, you've used Dorset Explorer, would you try it? My well, Mike Saunders recommends it. Also, a few of you recommend that Dalmate. I, I managed to get everything done that I needed to by Waze and Google Maps. Now, I know you've got Delmate, you've got Dorset Explorer, you've got Copilot on the phone, you've got all these things that will help you. You've got Root, what's it called? Um, Road Warrior, which I highly recommend. I always use the free versions. Road Warrior, you can have up to eight steps free. Um, after that, you have to pay for it. Um, it's just a subscription thing. I, I don't need, to, as long as I can get away without paying it, I'm mean, I'm not gonna pay it. If I needed to do it, and it really made my life easy on a day-to-day -day basis, I would, but at the moment I didn't need it. So, But thanks for the advice anyway. And anyone else is out there doing multi-drops, trying to find houses that you can't find the names of, apparently Dorset Explorer is very good. Right. Miscellaneous. Godzilla says, I've no idea how you're putting 12 a week. Um, I'm not. I was. My best week I've ever had was just over nearly 2K. But within that week, I got what I call like diamond jobs, a pearl job. And within that week, I had to... And it was, I had to pick it up the night before, and then I had to get up early in the morning, drive a Street Fighter 2 machine for, to like this demonstration thing for Red Bull. Um, I had to drive it to Manchester. Then I had to wait 
for as long as they wanted me to, which was about five hours, which I got waiting time at 25 quid an hour, then I had to reload it and drive it from Manchester to London. It was a long day, but it paid, I think, and I also had to then drop something else. So I loaded it the night before, and I had to drop something else off the next morning, but the whole job paid me nearly 600 quid. So I used to do the uh, multi-drops on the fridges where we pick them up at 5 o'clock in the morning, and we get 200 quid for that, and that would be 8, 10 drops, but I've had them off by 11 o'clock in the morning which means you can steal it, and if you're lucky, you can squeeze another couple of jobs in. It's not easy. The best way to get good money on the CX, I know there is a video on how to make the most out of it, but the truth of the matter is the best way to do it is to get your own customers. If you can get your own customers, you can start making real money. I also, I don't make any bones about the fact that I live in a very good area in the southeast. We seem to be getting more than you guys up north. I'm sorry, but I mean, you know, I mean, he says that, for a long wheelbase up there, 100 to 120 pound a day. The short wheelbase, short wheelbase mob are getting 80 to 90 pound a day, and I believe that's probably true. Um, like I say, is, I'm just maybe I'm lucky. Maybe it's the fact that a few people ring me directly because they know me now because I'm doing, you know, not because of this, but because I've done jobs for them, and you can get more money that way. I say end user customers. If you can get your own customers, guys, get your own customers, do their jobs. And then um, use a CX gun. That's kind of what you're supposed to be. That's what it's designed for. But, again, I ain't got that many customers. Mine's shut at the moment. So, at the moment, i say last week was a very poor week. I said when I was... I, I aimed to get 12 and a half a week. Uh, when the lockdown came, I put it down to maybe £200 a day. I wasn't in that. And the, the way I mean, the Argos, I was getting 180 a day, but six days a week. So I still wasn't getting... I was getting over, yeah, I was getting it that because by the time you take your diesel out, and it wasn't a lot of diesel, drive to Stevenage, drive around Stevenage, drive back from Stevenage. And that was their day rate. That was for a Luton van for eight hours. And we was normally on it for about, you could sometimes do it in six. So, yeah, six to eight hours. That's £25 an hour. It's about right. You know, so, but yeah, the real way to make the real money, get your own, if you can, guys, talk to your uncle, talk to your cousin, talk to your Facebook page. You know, drop cards around doors as soon as we're allowed to go back out again. Leaflet, call people, try to get your own customers. It's the way forward. Um, Ian Merrick is testing Wins Formula G additive. These things scare me. Let me know how it goes, Ian. I actually bought some stuff that you're supposed to squirt in, but things I know so little about motors. I'm frightened. I'm going to start putting the additive in, and the engine's going to blow up. So I just put the diesel in, give it to the mechanic, and keep my fingers crossed. I'm sure that's not the way forward, but any advice on this, guys? Let me know. Um, Chris C, how many dead miles do you do a week? Well, it's how long a piece of string. Like I say, when I was doing the Argos, I was doing no dead miles. I drive to Stevenage, drive around in a loop, drive home again. Yesterday, I did a little job. I didn't get up too late. Um, I did, I got 160 quid yesterday. No, day before yesterday, Friday, sorry. Um, I did a little job. <laughs> Ironically enough, it came out from just where I parked the van, two drops in Aylesbury. That was worth 60 quid. And then, for the sake of argument, I picked, well, for the sake of whatever, I picked up three pallets and moved them to Canterbury. That got me a one -er. That was pound a mile. Um, I quoted them 120. The woman turned around and said, we don't pay. She said, we normally pay 80 quid. Would you do it for 100? And I went, all right then. And of course, I came back empty. So how many dead miles do I do you stay? So you think that's Canterbury and back. It's 200 miles for 100 quid. Um, and then you take out the fact that, so that's what, at the moment, diesel's cheap, but 200 miles in my engine, in my fuel is probably, because diesel's cheap, and without the VAT, it's about 30 quid. Then I had to pay the crossing twice. So I probably made 65 quid on that job. So it wasn't my finest day, but I got up, uh, I think I started work at half past nine, I was home at five. 
If you want to make the real money, start at four o'clock in the morning. I've done one before, you know, where I tipped um, a bar, a mobile bar in Newcastle. I was in Newcastle. I, had to get, I got up at four o'clock in the morning. I drove to Newcastle. I took the bar off. It was a Luton with tail lift. It owed me 220 quid, nine o'clock in the morning. And then I got a job coming home. So there wasn't the best, you know, it was 150 quid because you, you, you're early and you've got the miles to go. But like I say, maybe I'm lucky. Maybe the area I live in, maybe it's because I know people. Don't know. And if it's not working out for you, I'm sorry, but um, I genuinely am, and I hope something pings up. But that's just that's just what it is. Uh, Daniel Karumba says, "Does it matter how old your van is?" Well, not necessarily. Um, you want a reliable van. You don't want to be breaking down on the jobs. Because you start breaking down on the job, you start getting negative feedback, then you're going to stop getting jobs. It doesn't look great when you turn up with a. a so Kulam, I think it's not that's not my that's not my mate Daniel. This is another guy. Um, I've probably switched your second name wrong. Sorry. Um, basically, you want to buy, you want to get the cleanest, tidiest, newest van, reliablest van that you can afford. But obviously, it comes down to budgets, and you can still do jobs in old vans. Certain shippers, you're going to have your information on the CX. They're going to look at the van. They're going to see the reg. They're going to go, no, don't want that one. But some people won't mind. They don't mind how old the van is as long as the job gets done. So not necessarily, but it's better if you can. Um, Augusto Blake, he says it's still quiet in Scotland and now the shippers have started paying 45 days where they used to pay 30. This is something we're all going to have to watch out for because you're all going to be waiting for your money to come in and I wonder how many people either can't pay it or because of the... I've got to use the lockdown as an excuse or maybe they are as a genuine put the ring because they're not getting paid. I don't know. We're going to have to watch the bills coming in, guys. Um... Fortunately, Gemma does it. Smokey St. George, he's recently been done on speed lifts because he's unaware of, you know, because I, I remember having a conversation with a guy because I've been on the speed courses twice, once for motorway, once for round town. And the, I'm going, but that says in the highway code that I can do 70. And it's like, you know, unless my vehicle is over three and a half tonnes or is articulated, neither of which it is. And he goes, no, you can do 60. And then I went on another course and it's 70 here, 60 here, 50 here. Now, I used to know what they were and I've forgotten. But I know there will be someone out there who knows the speed limits. So if you can do me a favour, stick it in the notes. And what I'll do is I'll do a video on speed limits because I think it's important that we all know because no one wants tickets. You've either got to have a day off work to attend the course, and do, so you've got to lose half a day's work and do 80 quid and save your points, or you've got to suffer the points and pay the fine, and your insurance is going to go up. So, I mean, I could go on the website and um, look it out, but you guys are out there. So if you could do me a favour, if not, I'll find out, and I'll do a video for you. I'll write that down a minute, speed limit. I'll write it down there. Speed limit. I'm now starting a book. This is what it's like now. Um, speed limit, quickly. Limits. There we go. Um, so I can remember what videos to do. Oh. <laughs> Where are we now? Um, porno bedrooms come up a lot, and also another guy. Stupidness is not a disability. It's a backloads. What are backloads? I've done a video on this. I'll do a link. And um, and stupidness is not a disability. Now I also mentioned about the factoring companies, and I am going to try to do get you in touch with the factoring company once again because I get a kickback. Once I've actually arranged it with them to get a kickback. I'm not making any bones about this. If, I, if there's some money to be made from me sitting talking to you on these videos, I'm going to try and make it. Um, yeah, the, the, there is a way round when they turn... Basically, I'll do it. But what if they say, we don't pay factoring companies, and what can you do about it? Coming soon. Watch your space. 
Uh, I'm not quite sure. Sorry about that. I'm not great with these things. Price per mile for end users. Good question. How much should you charge your end users on the price per mile? As much as you possibly can. Um, it's the way I always used to work as a market trader. If you buy gear in, if you buy like you know a t-shirt in for a pound, you might sell it for two pound. But then if you can get the t-shirts, you have a job lot of guy needs to knock them out at thirty p. You don't then sell them for sixty p. Still sell them for two pound. Get what you can. On average, I would say the best way to do it is um, double. So if you're in a Luton van and you're charging only one ten a mile, try and charge them two pound twenty or two pound a mile. Um, sometimes you won't get it. Sometimes, if competition is fierce, but if they know the game, they might go, well, we're not paying any more than 150, and then just, just get what you can. Even if you can get 150 a mile off your end user, and it's guaranteed regular work, and you know where you're going, it's got to be better than going on the exchange and maybe getting 110, 120 or less. So, yeah, it really is get what you can. But on the whole, I would say double it. Because that's what I say, this is a, a backload platform. So, really, you should be getting double the money for going out, and the money you're quoting for coming back should be well, half. So you say, well, I charge you £2 a mile going out and I quite a pound a mile going back, which is why it's very frustrating when jobs ping up on the CX saying it's a backload, which means they're asking for half the price. So it's like, well, you know, we normally pay a pound a mile, we're going to pay 50p. That is a backload on a backload. But then again, there are still going to be people out there that are doing it. And like I say, if you're, on, if you're in their yard and they go, can you take this punnet back with you and drop it off? You'll do it for next to nothing just because it's there if you want to. Or not, you might go, no. <laughs> Some people have principles. Principles, I believe, are for those that can afford them. Um, Johnny B. Good, he, he, he went and tried to use BCD for the insurance people, and he said the quote came in really high. And it was, I thought, oh. problem with insurance is it depends where you are, how old you are, how much no claims bonus you've got, where you're still in the van. There's too many imponderables. I, put, I always put PCD, I recommend BCD because they're affiliated with the CX and I find them quite reasonable. You don't have to use them. Shop around. Use a price, price comparison website. There's another firm out there called Insurance Revolution. They're good. But, you know, get as many quotes in as you possible. I would recommend putting BCD in there as one of them because I, I actually think the fact that they're actually... They're geared up for what we do. So, but, like I say, shop around. Other people do stuff. Good luck getting a better price, mate. Um, Philip Haywood thinks the channel is a recruiting tool and it's all a con. You wouldn't be the first. Think what you like. Uh, Lee Westcott. Should the CX charge less for rural areas like Devon, Cornwall? Doesn't go past Bristol. Again, it's like the paper POD thing. In an ideal world, yes, but it doesn't work that way because what if you go tramping? What if you go, well, okay, I live in Cornwall. Oh, well, because you're in Cornwall, we'll give you a cheap membership. And the first job you get is Cornwall to London. And then you spend the entire week going London, Manchester, <laughs> Sheffield and getting real money. And then the last day, drive back to Cornwall. So you've been given a discount because you live in Cornwall, but you're not working in Cornwall. Unfortunately, there's no way to police that. Um, it just it, it, there are things that are wrong with the CX. The paper POD thing is tedious. Um, the fact that you know you, it's a blanket money. I pay the same for being in the southeast as, as we've already discussed. As someone might pay living up, you know, in, in Derbyshire or um, Sheffield. But then I've also had people come on the channel that are up north that are getting the money. I don't know, but um, you know, should, should it be different prices for different areas? Well, maybe it should. But it's not. It's not a perfect system. It is a system that we discuss. It's kind of working for me. I hope if you do it or if you're doing it, it's working for you. 
Uh, Jamie Garraway, how do you price on European job? It's a tricky one. Theoretically, you'd price double. Then you've got to take into account ferries and toll roads. I've never been, the furthest I've ever been is Scotland, so I've never actually been across, I've never been in, into like um, Europe as in France, Germany, places like that. I've never had to. Um, the difficulty that you've got is there's always going to be someone um, if the job needs to go to, say, Germany, who's in, maybe in England at the moment, who's, who basically lives in Romania, who's going home to visit his family, and he goes, well, I'll tell you what, I'll pick that job up and I'll drop it off my way home. So although theoretically European jobs should charge double what um, a domestic job is, in reality you'll find sometimes they go for even less. So, but yeah, I would say charge double and see what happens. Um, and because you've also got to bear in mind, you want to stick to the top of Europe, you want to stick to France, the top of Germany. Once you start getting further and further into like rural France, Italy, places like that, it's the same as going into like the middle of Wales or the middle of um, Norfolk. It's agricultural. There's not a lot of industrial areas there. And once there's not a lot of industrial areas, the jobs tend to dry up. That is from my limited experience, and I've probably got that all wrong. Um, oh, yes, Scott, my mate Scott. Now, someone said about with the curtain size. Now... You get side-loaded locking bars. Now, I know that you can get locking bars that go within a loot and van, like in a box. You get the bars that click in that go across. They stop the load moving. Now, with curtain siders, is there a bar that clicks down the side? And if there is a bar that clicks down the side, where do you get them from? So anyone who's got any more information about locking bars and where you can get them from please leave me a little note underneath. I'll pass it on to Scott and um, pass it on to everybody else. I think it would be handy. Them locking bars are brilliant, by the way. You know, ratchet straps are good, but if they're like, it's got a spring in one side, so you put the load in, you click one side in your side ball where you've got the runner down side, push the spring in, go like that, click, and it's rock solid. It's like having a bar, thing can't move, fantastic. So if you had to secure a pallet, say, at the back axle, because it was heavy, you could put one bar on one side, one bar on the other side, it's locked, it can't move. Fantastic. Um, maybe we should get some for mine. <laughs> uh, Steve Campbell. He said, yeah, he didn't mean to put me right on Vosa. Um, you didn't, mate. It was really handy. Thanks very much. I do appreciate it. And I'm, hopefully your um, comments have helped some people. That was to do with van weights that I put out. Um, <laughs> it's something my old mechanic used to say as well. He said, springs, <laughs> well, I used to be a market trader and I used to drive a seven and a half ton and my seven and a half ton was too heavy because I was a market trader and um, I didn't pay attention and I thought it was fine. And um, as my mate Will, who used to service the van, used to say, springs should smile. Your springs frown. <laughs> I, I don't frown anymore. In, you can also get bigger springs. There's a place called Paddington Springs that... Um, they, they're not in Paddington, they're in Wembley, and they'll put five lever springs or four lever springs on your van, which makes it look like a dragster when it's unloaded, and when it's loaded, makes it look nice and healthy. Um, I recommend just don't overload it. <laughs> well, you can't come unstuck. If the, if the job comes up and it says two pallets weighs 1,250 kilos, go, nope. That's what I recommend. Just do another job. Why give yourself the grief? But, oh, and also Steve Campbell, mate, he was, he, was, he was an uncredited extra in I, Daniel Blake. If you haven't seen it, it's a fantastic film. Really, really good. It's Ken Loach. And um, the bit in the food bank's like, oh, love, bless you. Also, there's another Ken Loach film out there called um, Sorry We Missed You. Um, it's about career drivers. It's a little bit contrived. It's good. It's very good. Uh, the guy's, you know, he's doing the right thing for the right thing, and then he kind of comes unstuck, and he kind of comes unstuck 
maybe for reasons that aren't really his own. And it's a little bit like there are things in there you go, yeah, and there are things in there you go, hmm. But it's still a good thing, well worth a watch. Right, that was that, that was that. Where are we going now? Yeah, that's it. Conclusion. Um, Steve M says, you're looking tired. Yeah, I'll go see his drink. I'm going to have this, um, well, it's a bank holiday weekend, so off yesterday, off today, off tomorrow, do the garden. It's a bit miserable enough at the barbecue. But yeah, I'm going to take a bit of a rest, and then it's back to the CX as normal on Monday. I think things will spring up from the 1st of June. I think the lockdown should be eased. I think it will be eased. Whether it should be or not, we'll find out, depending on how the toll goes. But um, I, I think things we've got to get back to normal because there's a country we can't afford to keep running like this. But I hope things get back to normal and, you know, all the plans that we make that we were going to start in January and go for end user customers and go for this, that and the other, um, we, I want to fire them back up. I'm also still planning on this operators thing. Rightly or wrongly, I am still planning on getting an operators and then maybe getting a seven and a half tonne and then maybe getting a class two and then maybe getting an 18 tonne. And I'm probably totally wrong. But I've got a bee in my bonnet about it and it won't go away. Like a sheep. Once I get an idea in my head, there's no shift in it. Um, no, no, he's my old mate. He's my oldest friend. He said about because I said I never played like in any team. He said, I remember playing shin ball with you or knee ball in the park on Team Lager. Basically, I used to, I did, I think I went fire the side for a little while. I used to wander around the field for 20 minutes. Once a guy passed to me and I watched the ball sail straight past me. And he, went, and he looked at me and I went, what did you ask me for? You know, I can't play. I'm just here to make up the numbers and go to the pub afterwards. So, no, utterly terrible at it. And Lee says, I think Pete needs a wig trim. Mate, looking more and more like Back to the Future every day. The problem is um, the barbers are all shut. And when they do reopen, then there's going to be a massive queue. And I can't be bothered to queue. And I know that if I cut my hair with a pair of clippers, I will look like Wallace out of, the, you know, the wrong trousers. Yeah, I, I do. So, at the moment, it's got a bit... Um, hey, Marty, let's get back in the time machine. <laughs> go back to the future. You can see why I don't do impressions. Anyway, that's it. Sunny Q&A. Oh, like I say, I'm going to hammer some more videos at you because it's getting too long and you guys need the answers. And in the meantime, take care, take money. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.